the rich. If you give more money, here's the math, good chance you're going to have less money. And that's okay. That's okay. But to lie to you, we're not going to lie. And by the way, I love your shirt, Minnesota Vikings, right there. I love that. I'm a diehard Vikings fan. How many Bills fan are in, fans are in the room today? Oh, I hear you. Well, be quiet about the Packers. I won't hear about none of that. But anyway, anyway, I'm just, uh, yeah, but the point is, uh, that's a nice shirt. You know you're in a good church when this, in the early service this morning, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. I'm from North Carolina. Don't even ask. I'm screwed up. I get that. Okay. But anyway, a guy came this morning, a great man this morning, big guy. Don't even hardly know the guy. He came in this morning, had a gift for me. Oh, my gosh. It's a brand-new Viking shirt. Oh, it's a 2X, and I've lost weight, so I don't, it's big on me, you know, like a tent. And, uh, but that's okay. I like it. I like it. I'll probably need it in the future. Trust me. I'm like Oprah Winfrey. That lady, you see her sometimes this big. That's the truth. Don't, don't, don't talk bad about me. It's the truth. You keep watching. And that's with a $2 million a year trainer. I ain't got nobody. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, but this shirt I got today, I'm going to take this one off after the, uh, after the uh, service. I'm going to put my other one on but, uh, that he gave me. But it's like a Florida Hawaiian type shirt with Minnesota on. I've never seen one. So I'm pretty impressed. But anyway, let's go back to the message. Here we go. But we want to be believable. I've even been criticized, not here, but in previous work, for even doing what I just did by talking about football. Not supposed to talk about football in church. Why? Who said I can't? I'm a regular joker like you are. Yeah, but you're the preacher. You can't do that. Who said? Who made this up? It's more believable when I connect with guys and ladies on a real basis. Does that make any sense or not, say? Why all of a sudden we get in church and I watch it, you got to dress up, dress up, right? Dress up. And if you want to dress up, that's fine, I get that. But you know it's a God honest truth, fellas. We're hot. We're hot. With a suit coat on, are we hot? And, our, and we got some around our neck we don't have on all week long. It's like, ah. Why have I got to do that? Well, that's the right thing to do. I've heard say so you dress up at church because it's like going to a wedding, they've told me. You would dress for a wedding. Why not go when you're going to be with the, the bridegroom, Jesus? And I'm like, it's not a wedding. It's church. Okay? And you know what I like? I just like you coming here. Just come covered up. I don't give a who what you wear. Amen? So the point is, is that we need to be believable. Y'all hear me or not? Say, you bring somebody from the world, bring them out here. They're not, they're not living for Christ or they, they're not a Christian. And they come in here and we're all so different. We're all so different. And you wonder why they won't come. It feels weird. Odd. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't mind being me. I, I sort of accentuate my oddness before you. Because it's okay. I am odd. I am different. But you're probably different too. Okay? And it's okay being you. The world needs to see you. It needs to see me as real followers of Jesus Christ. You understand? Yes or no? Our lives perfect? No, because that's not believable, is it? Is that believable, yes or no? Not believable. you got a perfect life. You're a perfect person. You're a liar. 
You're not perfect. Things aren't perfect. You have problems. We try, to, we try to hide those problems. And we don't want to put them all out on the clothesline for everybody to see sometimes. I understand that. But, guys, the world needs to see that the difference between us and them is just as simple as this. We have put our faith in Christ. And we're followers of Jesus. And if they're not a follower of Jesus, the Bible says you'll perish. Without Jesus Christ, there's a place called hell, and you're going to it. But Jesus died on a cross. He rose from the dead so that you and I could be saved, so that you and I could have everlasting life. That's the, that's the reason he did that. Yes or no, amen? He, he, he didn't do it so the church could get rich. He didn't do it so, you know, I could get a Learjet. He didn't do any. He did that so that I could share the message with you that you can have everlasting life, regardless of how bad you've been in your life. If you'll turn to Jesus Christ, he will save you today. Is that the truth of the gospel? And that's what it's all about. And that's, that's nice. What I just said is nice, isn't it, say? It wasn't that nice to think that God loved me so much he gave his son for me? That's nice. Why we got to make up all this other stuff? So we need to be believable. So that's what we tried to do for 20 years. But 20 years ago when we started this church, if you would have said, Gary, you need to be believable, I'd have took offense with you. Because I came from a church that was, was a good church. I liked it. I liked serving there. But if you didn't dress a certain way, you were looked down on. If you didn't carry the King James Bible. Is that true? And raise some hands if you know I'm telling the truth. Then you're not right. Okay? If you don't tithe and give 10% of your income every week, you're not right with God. Yes or no? Do I believe in tithing, guys? Here's what I believe. Give cheerfully. But sometimes you got bills. <laughs> Yes or no? Is that believable? Yes or no? Okay. So I've never one time since I've been at this church, to my knowledge, I've never preached much on tithing. Have you? How many have ever heard me preach on tithing? Raise your hand. You know, is tithing in the Bible? Well, giving's in the Bible, and tithing's in the Old Testament. I don't want to go there, but the point is, I believe since Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, we should, we probably should do better than tithing. You hear me or not? Say. But my point is, guys, if you'd asked me years ago, are you believable? Well, what I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm believable. But over the years, I've learned what that really means, to be believable. Have I lost you so far? Okay, let's go to the message, or I'm going to be doing this all day. Fellowship Church, there we are. It's a little walk down memory lane today. All right, how you doing? Josh, was it Josh? Good to see you. How you doing? You seem to be fine. You, you sitting in there, you relaxed. And buddy, what's your name three rows back? Yeah. Jason. Are you related to him? Do you know him? Because oh, y'all talk alike. You put the three of us together, they'd all think we're related. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it's good to have you guys today. And any of you that are visiting today, and I met a doctor back here. Doc, God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate y'all. But Fellowship Church, we're still kicking. Fellowship strong. Say that with me. Fellowship what? One more time. Fellowship what? When you come here, you're not going to hear a whiny preacher. I'm not going to get up here and whine. I'll be real with you. If I'm going through some problems in my life, I'll tell you about them. But I'm not going to whine to get your money or get your sympathy. 
People need a strong church. You hear me or not? Did, did the hurricane bother me? Sure it did. I was in the building when the thing started having problems. It started like Niagara Falls out yonder in the foyer. Broke my heart. Broke my, and it shook me up. I shook up for a couple of weeks. Not counting my home and my kids and this, that, and the other and all that. shook up. But I had to get a grip. People need a church and a pastor and a church staff that's strong. And we need a church body that's strong. You hear me or not? Say. Okay, yeah, thank the Lord. Fellowship strong, okay? Okay. And you see this stuff around town, Inglewood strong and Florida strong and all that. But listen, you're at a church's fellowship strong. You're, you're strong. Say those three words with me. We're still what? One more time. We're still what? Amen. And we're kicking just fine. Kicking just fine. So let's just talk about, the, about us as a church and you might not want to go along with this idea, but at least I know it's true for me. And I, I've, I've, I've seen this happen. If a pastor stays at a church a while, a long enough, and he's free to preach and to be himself, the church will take on the personality somewhat of the pastor. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Like I just said. A lot of churches, she couldn't have said something like that. They'd have run her right out, you know? My point is this. When I started the church, nine out of ten fail. Anybody can start a church. You get a sign, you put church meets blank, and there you go, you got one. You can have them in your home, you can have them anywhere. But if you stay with it over time, I just believe, especially when you pour your heart into it, and people come and people go, but I've stayed. And a lot of people have stayed with me. I appreciate you so much. But what I mean by that, you'll see by some of the things that we do around here, it just came from my heart. Does that make any sense? That's what I mean. And I think you know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that doesn't mind talking to you. A lot of preachers can't talk to you. A lot of preachers I've met don't like people. They don't. They like preaching. But I love people. And I want you to take on that part of my personality. You hear me, yes or no? When you talk to people, how about look at them? Look at them. How about that? Isn't that nice to look at somebody? How are you doing? What are you doing? I'm over here. And also to put your hand out to somebody. Put your hand out to somebody. I scared the baby. I scared the little bitty baby. I'm sorry, little baby. Yeah, but yeah, he's taking on my personality, being a loud mouth. Look at that. We love your baby. We love your baby. Please don't. You don't have to leave. Amen. Hey, my daughter, by the way, how old is your baby? Three months. That's awesome. My daughter, Elise, is not here today. My, little, my first little grandbaby was born. She's about uh, 10 days old. So like you have a little baby. Amen? But you don't, don't feel like you have to leave. It's just me. Okay? But I do scare children. But when I say that, I just want us to be a church that now bad qualities of mine don't take on. But certainly the love, the reaching out to people, caring for people, 
working hard, you know, staying with it, getting up when you've been knocked down. That's sort of that's sort of who I am, and I want us to be that way. Amen. When I say my personality, we don't want to worship me. That's the dumbest thing you'll ever do. You'll bust tail wide open, okay? We want to worship the Lord. So I guess my parts of my personality, I want to take on from Him. Like His love and caring for people and, and being excited. I don't think He went around like, da 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 I just don't believe that. So anyway, so over the years, some things have happened here at the church and some statements I've made, and they've become part of the fabric of who we are. So what do I mean by Fellowship Strong? Well, here's one of them. Say that with me. Thank God we live where? Let's thank the Lord for that. Amen. Come on. Come on. We say that every week here. Be honest with me. How many of this is the first church you've ever come to in your life where we say we thank God we live in America every single week? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Who did that? I did it. I'm not trying to say, look at how great I am. I'm trying to say that's part of who we are. Why did I ever say such a thing? Well, I didn't read it somewhere. I was at the high school. I was there probably three or four years. I was preaching the gospel on a Sunday morning in a public high school building. We're using their parking lot. We're using that building. And you see the rest of the country, a lot of states, they don't even allow such a thing. And I'm preaching, and it just hit me. Oh, my gosh. I could only do this in America. I could only do this in America. And I said, let's thank God we live in America. And the people just started clapping. And that became part of our fabric at Fellowship Church. Amen? Does that mean we worship our country? No. I'm a conservative man. Are you kidding me? So much I see is horrible. But am I ever glad I live in America? Am I ever glad I live in Florida? Am I ever glad I live in the best part of Florida right here? Amen. Say, come on. Praise the Lord, man. Where else, what country, what country could you have an idea to start a church? A lot of countries you'd be killed for doing such a thing or persecuted. Have an idea, start a church. Oh, buy land. What country can you do that? Build a church this size on this campus and do it debt free. This is a great country. You hear me or not? We could do that. That's what I mean when I say, thank God we live in America. Amen? How about the Bible? Is something like that in the Bible, Pastor? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom He hath chosen for His inheritance. This country is, is going off on a bad path. It's been going that way for a while. I can only imagine where it would be if it were not for the church and for people who love Jesus Christ and love the Lord and love their families and love doing the right thing. Where would we be as a country? And it's still it's careening off of a cliff. Amen? We need to come back to Jesus Christ. A sad thing about this election, you might not like me for saying it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And that is this. They say that the uh, Democrats did very well in this election because of the abortion issue. It's a sad day in this country when you let that be one of the things that gets you an election, killing innocent children. It's a sad day in this country. It's a pathetic day that you make that part of your platform. I could care less. 
The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And you can spin it any way you want, but it's not the right thing to do to take a little baby like my daughter just had and, and not call that a precious life. It's pathetic. And, but you know, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, God's not going to put up with it. You mark my words. You mark my words. It should never be something we run on and we win votes on. I think that's pathetic. You hear me or not? Am I very clear with you today? Whether you like me or not, that you just heard me, though. You heard me. All right? And also, when I've been up there with the baby, and I've been seeing the baby, and I've been talking to the doctor and different people with the baby, these people, the, and I was in the hospital not long ago. I just didn't tell you. But anyway, and <laughs> there's no way that we're not fearfully and wonderfully made. Even the doctors admit it right there as they're talking to me. This, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're not an accident. We didn't just blow up. This is a precious life. So anyway, so thank God we live in this country. If my people which are called by my name shall do what? Humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and say this last part, that part. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven. Then I'll forgive their sins. Then I'll heal their land. So thanking the Lord we live in America is a good thing. But it comes with responsibility. Amen? It comes with responsibility. I think it's my responsibility to talk like that, like I just did on this stage. Do you hear me or not? It's my responsibility. I'm not going to do it every single day. Every I'm not. But it's my responsibility. You need to know where you're going to church. Yes or no, amen. And it's okay. You might not agree with me on everything. But good grief, can we not agree on life? Yes or no? Can we not agree on life? Yes or no? Say how hard is this? Amen? Come on. Good. Something else. Why did we call Fellowship Fellowship Church? Well, I like the name. It sounded nice. When you're cussing somebody out one day, try to put the word fellowship in there. It just doesn't fit. It's just such a nice sounding word. We like fellowship, don't we, with one another? Yes or no? Well, you, when you think of fellowship, you don't think, oh, I'm going to go fellowship. You know, it just comes across as a good thing. So I like the name Fellowship Church. I like fellowship. fellowship. I'd heard of it. I didn't make it up because the church I came from, it was Baptist. So you name something, but you put the Baptist in the middle. So at fellowship, we took whatever that denomination thing is out, and we just call it Fellowship church. But what's that word mean? It means more to me than just a sweet-sounding name. They continued steadfastly, Acts 2, the early church, in the apostles' doctrine, and there's our word, and in what? The word means, said out loud, things in common. See, that's believable. When you and I have things in common, and we focus on the things that we have in common, that's very relatable and believable. Amen? So fellowship means we've got things in common. What's the number one thing we have in common? His name is who? We've got that in common. Here's something else we've got in common. All have what? Sin and come short of the what? Glory of God. we got that in common, don't we? we got this in common. It's appointed unto man once to what? And then the what? The judgment. we got that in common. So fellowship means things in common. 
They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking the bread and prayer. Some more scripture, buddy. And all that believed were together. Here's our word. And they had all things what? That's why there's no pecking order at Fellowship Church. I'm not above you. I'm not better than you. Many of you are better than me. I'm struggling sometimes. But that's what fellowship means, that we have things in common. You understand that? Yes or no? Amen? Good? Okay. They continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. That's that idea of fellowship. Praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be what? Saved. And that's what's been happening here ever since we started the church. We live in a transient area. People move here, they leave. People move here and die. People move here and they're not dying, but they've got to move back because they're feeling like they're dying. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird area. And so for a church to survive even financially, it's a tough road to hoe. Businesses are a tough road to hoe sometimes in this area. So God has been so good to us to let us just be here. And so we're just regular folk. Amen? Things in common. Okay? That which we've seen and heard, John writing, declare we unto you that you also may have what? Fellowship with us. What? With the apostles? Yeah, they're not better than us. We want you to have things in common with us. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father, with Jesus Christ. That's why it's level there. Amen? Say. Hope you understand today. So fellowship's a great name. We say this. Say it with me out loud. We love and we love. Now, be honest with me. Don't lie. How many, before coming here, you never heard a church really say it that way, that clearly? We love Jesus and we love people. Can I see some hands? Me neither. Me neither. Why did we start saying that at the beginning of the church? Here's why. Because we put Fellowship Church out there, and without having something with it, I thought people would think we're a cult. I did. That's the one thing about denomination. You can stick it in there and sort of people know what you are. But when you're just hanging, like a hanging chad, you know, or something, you're just hanging. What are you? And so I wanted to make it clear. Why did we not say we love God? I wanted to be real specific. Because without knowing and loving Jesus Christ, you cannot go to heaven. But God, who is God anymore? He's a tree. He's the ocean. He's a this or that. Is that true? But when you say the name Jesus, it cuts. And so that's why we put it there. Is that in the Bible? Is that in the Bible that we should love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind? Is that in the Bible? Yeah, I just quoted it. Here we go. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your... This is the what commandment? First and great commandment. So we love Jesus. And the second's like it. You shall love who? Your neighbor is yourself. And look at this. Next, look at that. On, on these two commandments hang what? Everything. So at Fellowship Church, we put we love Jesus, we love people because we think that's everything. I don't care how you do your hair, how long your hair is. I don't care how you dress. Do you love Jesus Christ and do you love people? We need to be believable with that. Y'all hear me? Am I driving you crazy today? Doc, how am I doing? You all right? Okay. I'm just looking. I'm killing you. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha!
Amen. Let's look at something else. We're talking about Fellowship Strong, things we say here, things that we've sort of built the ministry on over the years. How about this one? Say that out loud. If you can't give... How many have ever heard me say that? (laughs) How many, when you heard me say that, maybe the first time or early on, it was refreshing to hear that? Why did that happen? Is it raining? Good. Let's just pretend it is and you'll be fine for another few minutes. Here we go. I tried to think back, when did I start saying, if you can't give cheerfully, keep it? And all I can think of is one story that comes to mind. We were at the high school. We were only there a couple of years. And a guy I really liked a lot came to me, and he he had $10,000 he wanted to give us. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but it was a lot of money back then when you ain't got nothing. But he said, I want you to use it to hire a youth pastor. And I just, we'd only a couple of years in the church, and I was really, really focused on having that campus. And every weekend, it was like a, a crusade that rolled into that high school. And I did not want to get off focus whatsoever. You hear me? Right or wrong? And so I told him, no, no, we're not going to do that now. And I recommended some other good churches that had some great youth programs. But that's not how we're going to do it here. We're going to stay steady. We're going to get our feet under us, and we're going to do a great job. So they left. Took the money, left. Fine. And that's when I really seem to remember in my heart, well, if you can't give cheerfully, what? And church has been known for years. Not our church. I've had it just a few times here. This saves me a lot of trouble saying this every week, by the way. But I've had it just a few times. But, but a lot of churches, money's their number one thing. And it's a power kick. Yes or no, amen? It's not a power kick here. You've already seen in three weeks, three, four weeks, we've raised a quarter of a million dollars. Cheerfully. Let's give him credit for that. Thank you, Lord. That's cheerfully. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a funny thing. We got a generous, very generous gift in the mail. In the mail. From Congressman Greg Stubbe. I didn't know politicians did such a thing. I'm just saying God has a way of taking care of us. Amen. So that you, we can't be bought. Say that out loud. We can't be. So if that's your thing about church coming here today and wanting that, it's not going to fly. It's not believable. <laughs> it's not going to fly. Amen. Is it in the Bible? But this I say, he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. And he that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. I believe that. Every man, according as he purposes in his what? Heart. Let him give. Let him give out of his heart, man. Here it is. Here's our word. Not what? That means not mad. Not mad. Or of necessity. That means not sad. i got to give, but you're sad about it. Last part, say it with me. For God loves a what? Glad. Glad. So we don't give mad. Don't feel good when you give mad. 
How many have had to give and you gave mad? I do that every year when I write my taxes. Mad. <laughs> mad. Until they pick up my garbage, I'm like, so glad I got it. You know what I mean? Or the streets, etc. So, but, you know, and we don't want to give sad. You know. Got to give God his first. Here, God. We want to give glad. God loves a cheerful giver. So we, that's how we try to do it here. So is it in the Bible, yes or no? How about this one? He that has a bountiful eye shall be blessed. For he gives his bread to the poor. So if you have eyes and a countenance that wants to give and a heart that wants to give, that's a beautiful thing. And how in the world can we not make it if we have people like that with us? Amen? So that's how we do it here. So something else we say. Say that out loud with me. Debt what? I didn't read this somewhere. Oh, I did. It's in the Bible. Pop it up, buddy, in the Bible. Where is it at in the Bible? Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves one another has fulfilled the law. Is debt a good thing or is debt a bad thing? I'm going to tell you what. It's really not a good thing to be in debt. You know, I got a car payment, you might say. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better if you didn't have one? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? House payment. I understand the reasoning behind it. I get that. But the day you stop paying that house payment is the day you're going to go into foreclosure and the day you're going to lose your home. Well, see, we're not going to build a church on that. Why did I say debt-free or die? I'll tell you why. I know exactly where I was when it happened. I was at a former church that has since been foreclosed upon. But it was doing great back then. It was doing great. It's now Sky Academy. I rode by one day, and they're doing great. And I saw a sign in their yard, out by their church sign, and it said, financed by Sunbank. And I looked at that, and I said, that will never be in our yard. We're never putting a sign. Now, did I say we're not going to go into debt? I didn't say that in my heart back then. But it just bothered me that it was right out there by the church sign. You hear me or not? Say. And it got in my crawl. And we had a good place to meet at the high school, so we just stayed at that high school. How many were with us at the high school when we were raising money? You thought I'd never get there, right? You thought we'd never get there. You thought we'd get there, didn't you? Yeah, we just stayed there. Had a buddy of mine. He said when I, he thought I was crazy. I talked to a couple of different pastors. They both said I should borrow money. This one guy said, no. He said, don't. You're at the high school. Just stay there, man. Just stay there. And we stayed there, and we were able to do this debt-free for the glory of God. Let's thank the Lord for that. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's your church. Come on. The rich rules over the poor. The borrower is servant to the what? Okay. So I'd encourage you as much as you can be debt-free, get out of debt if you can, quick as you can. Amen? Got something you can sell? Sell it. Okay? Not a bad plan. Keep going. God gets all the credit. You ever heard me say that? We started with not two nickels to rub together 20 years ago in my home. I handed out envelopes, said we're going to need some money. By the week's end, we had $5,000 that came in to Box 121 Inglewood, Florida. Different people, different people, but it added up to five grand. I was like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I'd even gone to another church and asked them, would they put me on their payroll? They knew me. 
I said, would you put me on the payroll if Fellowship Church can't afford to take care of my family? And they said, absolutely. So they had a board meeting. They met. They put me on their payroll. And because of Fellowship Church, I never had to receive one dime from any, any other church. It always came from right here. Amen? I just want you to feel good about that. Amen? Praise the Lord. So God gets all the credit. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen? Every good thing you have in your life is from the Lord himself. Amen? You hear me? Am I driving you up the wall with a message? You're getting wanting some chicken, aren't you? I can tell. And everything give thanks. Everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen? No matter what you have, little or, little or much, God's in it. Amen? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So anything we have, anything we are, anything we do that's good, God gets all the credit. Amen? So are you understanding who we are here? I'm seeing a pattern of why we're strong because it seems like what we've tried to do with, with faults and with errors along the way and trouble, but, but the things that seem to work are the things that we put on the back of Jesus. Y'all hear me or not? And we follow him. And I tell you what, that's what's done us good here. Say that out loud with me. I what? I have... How many never really heard it put like that at all in your life till you came to Fellowship Church? See? Is it helpful? How many felt like you didn't matter and you even still struggle with it? Any hands want to fly up and say, I struggle with that, knowing I matter, I have value, that I'm any good? So I went through the hardest time in my life. Went through a divorce 11 years ago. It killed me. Killed me. I wanted to take my own life. That's how low I got. How many can relate to that? Can I see some hands? It's hard, ain't it? It's just hard. It's hard. If you haven't been there, don't go there, please. It's hard. But we made it. I made it. But through that, the Lord showed me in His Word, but more in my heart, honestly. I just remember Him speaking in my heart. You matter to me. Because I felt like crap. I didn't feel like I mattered at all. You matter to me. And I started making that part of our ministry. You hear me, yes or no? So let's say it again. I matter. I have value. And I've added this lately. I'm not a piece of garbage. I'm not a piece of... That's nice, ain't it? That's nice. I like it. Is it in the Bible? And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over everything on the earth, over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him, male and female. We're created in the image of God. We matter. We have value. It's been a lie. We've been lied to. We're not an accident. God sent his son to die for us because he put a little of him in us. We're made in His image and His likeness. He came to rescue us. Amen. Say, He loves us. That's what I mean when I matter. I have value. You possess my reins, the Bible says. You've covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. Say it with me. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows that well. Amen. 
Well, we're done. Oh, well, we're not. Here's how much you matter. Say this out loud with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. How did that make you feel? I guess I matter after all. Nowhere does it say the church saves you or a preacher saves you or you can't save you. God gave his son to save you. You matter that much. I'm quitting, Ray. Here's the last one. Would you say it out loud? Inglewood is what? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Look at it. Rotunda West is. I'm glad you asked. Port Charlotte is. I'm glad you asked. Yeah! I knew, I knew you were going to say something. Venice is our town. We got people from Venice. Amen. Southwest Florida, in case we missed you, okay? Yeah. We're done now. It's chicken time. Come on. What does that mean? What does that mean, this is our town? It means you've got to be believable. How can you say, or I say, I'm a follower of Christ when I'm rude to somebody, I've been patient with people, I give them a piece of my mind, I cuss them out. You know, that's not believable, guys. It's not. This is our town. It's also not believable that you came from somewhere else and all you can do is put us down because we're not where you came from. You know you can go back. And I'm the same way. I'm from Rockingham, North Carolina, and I know what it is to be from Carolina and the Carolina folk. They're some of the best people on the planet. I get that. But this is where I live. These are my people. These are my neighbors. These are my vendors and people that work here and serve here. They deserve my respect. This is my town. That's what I mean when I put that on the screen. It's a it's responsibility. Take responsibility for your mouth, for your actions. And I'm talking to me, guys. I, I, I screw this up. Amen? You know? I'm still working on stuff. Did you know most of my vehicles don't have horns? True. And it's a good thing. Wonder why they don't have horns. Take a wild guess. Pam! Pam, Pam! I'll quit with this. When my son was real little, he was young. He was like nine years old or eight, nine years old. But he had really done something really, buddy. He had made me mad. You know, kids will do that to you. And I was in the Jeep, not the Jeep I got now. But I hauled off and hit the horn. Bam! And I was big and strong. Still am, but back in the day I was. And that horn wouldn't quit. Total embarrassment. I had to lift the hood, undo the you know cables. 
So I'm not better than you, got it? So this is our town. Well, let's just keep working on it, okay? Amen. Let's thank God for His Word. We're done today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. It was a good day. Let's go ahead and get on our feet. I hope the folks with the baby came back. I felt bad about that. I did. I did. They seem like sweet. Are they back? They're still in there? Somebody love on them for us. Thank you for being here. Let's hang in here. Let's not leave right this second. You're all invited to stay for the uh, lunch. It's out there by the picnic tables. I'm hoping any rain. I see them walking. They look like they're going that way. That's good. But uh, we don't want anybody to leave lost today. Amen? Yes or no? And that should have been on the screen because that's something I've been saying for a few years. We don't want you to come here and leave lost. Amen? You can be saved today. You can, you can have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life today. Matter of fact, when you put your faith in Christ, it says you're given a new name <laughs> in heaven. Wouldn't that be nice today to never worry again about if I die, where I'm going? Wouldn't that be a nice thing to get settled today? Yes or no? Amen. So let's pray together. How about you bow your heads with me? Let's pray together. I'll just quote a couple of scriptures so you can know that I'm not making stuff up. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ, if you pray to Him, and you'll believe in your heart, that's down in your gut, down deep, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Would you do that this morning? Would you humble yourself today and pray with me? Let's do it now. Let's pray together right where you are. Let's pray together. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I've done plenty wrong. And I know because of my wrong, there's no way I can go to heaven on my own. There's no, there's no way. You're holy, 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 and I'm not, not, not. And so, God, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. But, Lord, I also I want you to know something. Jesus, I want you to know that I believe in you. I don't understand it all. But I choose of my own free will, down from my gut, to let you know that I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe you love me. I believe you love me. I matter to you. I have value to you. I'm not garbage to you. You made me fearfully and wonderfully. And Lord, I want you to know I believe in you. And Lord, I also want you to know that I'm not putting my confidence in myself to get to heaven. I'm not putting my confidence in Pastor Gary or any other preacher to get me to heaven. I'm not putting my confidence in a church or my giving money or anything like that to get me to heaven. I'm putting my confidence in you, Jesus Christ, your blood you shed on the cross, and the fact that you rose from the dead. That's where I put it all. Save me today. Come into my life and live. That's my prayer, Lord. I'm doing it like you said. Not my way.
your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed, how many would lift a hand? I'm not going to come bother you. I'm not going to do any such thing like that. But how many would say, Pastor Gary, that was me today. I said that prayer, and I know me, and I meant that prayer. Can I see your hand? I did that. I am not ashamed to lift that hand. Man, there's a lot of hands today. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love seeing your hands. You talk about pretty hands. It's those hands like that. Lord, bless these people today. Bless us all. But, Lord, I pray, bless those that put their faith in you today. Lord, I even pray right now. Maybe there's some that's still, they're still battling with you on that, wrestling. Lord, I pray you won't let them get in that car and turn that key before they, they bow their knee and their heart to you today. Lord, I'm like you. I don't want any to perish. Bless us as we go eat and have lunch. And Lord, I pray for the crew out there working. And I don't know what they've endured rain-wise, but I pray you'll help us to love on everybody out there and just do the best we can. We give you credit and praise and ask you to bless the food in Jesus' name. Amen. Go eat. Have fun. You're late, but I did it on purpose.